0: You're listening to the Inside North Central Massachusetts Podcast, powered by the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce and regional leaders like Workers' Credit Union. Achieve your dreams the workers' way. Hello, and welcome to the Inside North Central Massachusetts Podcast. Travis Condon, Cat Deal. Back for another episode this week, we're joining you and our guest is actually coming to us remotely today. Kat, who's joining us on the phone?
1: Today we're talking with Ann Yeagle. She's the executive director over at Growing Places. Growing Places is located at 325 Lindell Avenue in Lemonster. Anne, thank you so much for calling into our show today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. So Anne, can you tell us a little bit about the mission of Growing Places here in North Central Massachusetts?
2: Growing Places focuses on healthy food access and environmental sustainability, which are broad topics. Um, If you're an expert in anything, they are really quite broad and far-reaching because if you think about it, food access can look at things like food pantries to farms to education around healthy eating to policy and system change and advocacy. And the environment is the gamut all the way from the soil to food waste to tree planting to land conservation. So there's many, many facets within um, those particular subject areas that we focus on.
1: So Growing Places runs a lot of different programs um, that help with your initiative and your mission that you were just talking about. Can you tell us about some of the programs that you run out of Growing Places and how that is helping our communities? Yes, I would love to. So in order to talk
2: about Growing Places and our programs, we really have to look at what we have influence over and looking at our local food system within the 27 communities of North Central Massachusetts. And so Growing Places for a long time focused on community gardening because that's how our organization was started to help individuals and educate them about how to grow and empower people to grow their own produce Mm
1: -hmm.
2: within their own homes, with the resources that they have and filling those gaps by getting materials donated to provide to individuals to grow their own produce. Mm -hmm. As that strategy evolved over the years, it was really evident that that, is there's a lot of work that goes into that strategy and it takes a lot of resources to do that. And in order to create an impact that is going to be more systemic and really start to change the health of our region, because really at the end of the day, that is what growing places is looking at is moving the needle around the nutritional health of our region is around shaping systems and Mm -hmm. how can we affect Um, and move levers within the systems of our food system. And what we found um, as we started to help manage farmer's markets, which is part of our programming in Fitchburg and Lemonster, is that there are over 200 farms that are working to grow food, raise food, be a livestock in the region. And a lot of the farmers weren't connected to those individuals who are not. So what growing places did was to start to understand um, and research best practices around how can communities connect their natural resources with those underserved consumers who aren't able to, um, to easily access uh-huh. those, those resources being fresh, healthy local food. What we found is that there are all different models that exist within food systems, and uh-huh. the model that we're using is called a regional food center. And so our programs really center around building this resilient regional food center in our region that connects our natural resources through the farmers and the food that they're growing mm-hmm. to under-resourced, low-income, food insecure individuals.
1: Gotcha. You know that's that's an amazing way to make that connection. And you mentioned earlier two things that really stuck out to me. One is that there are two hundred farms in our region. For our listeners, I guarantee no one thought there were that many farms in our region.
2: No, and there's many of them are small. Yes, and they might have a really small retail stand um, next to their house. A lot of them want to do full time farming, but because it is really difficult mm-hmm. and because it's really hard to scale and create um, an income that will create a living wage, they're doing it on the side right now, mm-hmm. even though they want to do that as their livelihood. And so, what Growing Places does is not only are we connecting that food to our consumers, but we're helping the farmers scale so they can really grow their business and really add to our economic infrastructure within the region, because when we keep things local, there's a multiplier effect, and we're able to infuse money back into our region. That money is spent to buy other goods and services within our region, and it keeps the money flowing Mm -hmm. in a circular motion within North Central Mass, which, as the Chamber knows, is really important to build our local economy.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely, and one of the things that's interesting too is you talk about these smaller farmers and helping them scale up and farming's necessary. We need farmers to eat, but as you mentioned, it's it's this tough kind of thing where they want to do it and and it's necessary. We need to do it, but for some of them it, and for a lot of folks out there, it seems like it's almost an impossible task.
2: It's really difficult and what is really difficult is that these farmers are running the businesses on, on their own. And so when you think of running a business, you have to do the marketing, the mm-hmm. promotion, the actual implementation and their implementation is they're growing it and then they have to sell it too. Mm -hmm. And that's really difficult to do all those things as one person, um, especially with climate change and everything else that's going on right now. And to think that we live in Massachusetts and we have a short growing season, Mm -hmm. they don't just get all year to do this. So they have to really put it in a tight timeline and really make sure that they maximize every piece of the growing season that they can. And so that's the other piece is it's expensive in the growing season. Uh But what we heard from our farmers is that they needed things like high tunnels and hoop houses and greenhouses in order to be able to grow more food, protect it from climate change and extend the growing season. So it wasn't just about aggregating, which is purchasing the food from local farmers and getting it to food insecure individuals. Uh But it was also about helping the farmers scale up, which we've been working really closely with our community foundation in North Central Mass to do. And that's been another amazing part of this journey is being able to help the farmers scale through more resources for their on-farm production.
0: As you mentioned, the community foundation out of the chamber, we actually partnered with you earlier this year on a series of pop-ups throughout Lemonster and Fitchburg and some of the gateway areas and some of the other underserved areas. Can you tell us a little bit about um, kind of the pop-up shops and different food markets that you implement and how that's helping with those scaling efforts?
2: So yes, to your question, we partnered with the chamber this year and held some pop-up markets. So We haven't really talked fully about the programs that we do yet. We've talked kind of at a high level of how we're addressing food insecurity and helping our local food economy and our regional food system. But the ways that we go about doing that are we looked at our region and the assets that we had, which we have all of these farms, and then we have a lot of residents who are hoping to be able to use that food to create healthy meals out of it. But there was really no way because we know transportation and access is such an issue within rural communities Mm -hmm. in order to be able to connect that food easily and in an efficient way that works for the farmers and individuals or residents. And so what we started with was aggregation, which is collecting the produce and purchasing it from the farmers. And then distributing it, distribution, to low-income households to use their healthy incentive program benefits, which everybody who receives SNAP benefits get with additional money just to buy local produce every single month. And so every week, Growing Places aggregates lots of produce from about 25 plus local North Central Mass farms. Some we go pick up right at the farm and then some deliver right to our warehouse in Lemonster. And then we create customized boxes of local produce based on what people like. And we deliver 200 to 250 of those every week to households all across North Central Mass. So that's one of our programs. The other thing that we do is there's, Lots of people who want to start small local food businesses um, and other crafters who create value-added products like goat's milk soap or um, different fiber products from um, different animals that we want to be able to help to um, scale their business and be visible. And um, thanks to the chamber who provided us with some grant funding, we were able to do some pop-up markets in some of our communities and highlight different makers that we have in our region and um to help educate and increase awareness about how they are using our our land and our agricultural system to create these really great products that people i think don't even know about Mm -hmm. um, helping them again become visible Um, and another another program that we are just starting and we're really excited about is we have done a pretty good job out there we can only um go as fast as people know about us. So if you're interested in purchasing um, produce from us, you do not need to be on the SNAP program. You um, can purchase it with your credit card and we will home deliver it to you. Um, so please reach out. But also um, to scale up the farmers really needs large purchasing power. And mm-hmm. that's within our institution. And so what we're working on right now is starting to reach out to our institutions like our hospitals, our community colleges, our colleges, our schools, restaurants to purchase local produce from growing places who is purchasing it from the local farms so we can deliver it directly to them. The reason this is good is because a small farmer may not grow enough kale on their own to support Gardner High School or Gardner Public Schools, but if you have Three farmers together, they have plenty of kale to be able to support that school. So that allows the farmers to slowly scale up and also to plan for the next year if the institutions want to lock in and say, hey, we want to do this thing. We want to support our local food economy and our economy, and we are going to commit to X amount of local purchasing every single year. And it doesn't have to be huge, I think, is the point. It can Mm -hmm. be we're going to shift 1% of our produce purchasing, or we're going to start purchasing cheese from Smith's Country Cheese. But these small shifts really lead to big changes through ripples.
1: I love the fact that you're making these connections, that you're pairing up the farmers with the larger institutions that can really, on a large scale, purchase the produce and help the farms as well that kind of a pairing is a real community service and i think that it really plays into a lot of what your mission is and it also you know helps our region um, with people, I, I, I just I'm staggered to find out that you are delivering 250 food packages to households in our region every week. That's an incredible service and an incredible service for a lot of, you know, individuals that aren't going to have access to that. One of the things that um, while we don't have necessarily a food desert here in the north central region, um, some of a lot of the food in some of our um, communities is all fast food and it's unhealthy so making that connection and, and being able to help service the communities in our region with fresh, healthy farm food is a great connection for growing places to be making. And you're really setting precedence um, for those kind of f- future relationships.
2: We are, it's really important. And and quite honestly, I'm a, I'm a dietitian. That's why I do this work, because I care about making sure that everybody has access to the healthiest, best food that's available. And making sure that everyone has access to those resources, mm-hmm. but the local produce and the local food that's produced is really superior <laughs> to <laughs> anything that we can get anywhere else. I mean, when if you think about it, um, you know, when something is trucked in either from another country or it has been sitting in refrigerated trucks um, for weeks before it reaches mm-hmm. our shelves, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's a lot of um, genetic modification to make sure that these products stay ripe, or a lot of them are picked not even ripe, and they ripen as they come to us. And, you know, I I think that science hasn't really caught up to um, our needs as human beings yet. And I also want to make sure that we're getting people the healthiest food that we can possibly get them. And that comes right from our backyard. And we're really lucky because Western Mass and Central Mass have the ability To grow our own food the boston area does not so we should take advantage of it because what's happening is a lot of our bigger farms are growing and they'll end up selling in boston let's support our farms in our region first (laughs) like (laughs) let's get our people healthy before we get boston healthy
1: and it just makes everyone healthy it makes the farmers healthy economy and it makes our region's uh communities healthy too
2: it does it absolutely does yeah. and so like i said there's a multiplier effect to Agreed. this and so you know i think when growing places started this work we were really focused on the end of the food system right which is mm-hmm. our consumers and as we've grown and as we've listened to our community and really understood our food system through the the deep work that we do we've really realized that we have these assets in our region and really when i think about our programs they're they're twofold they're serving our consumers, our households, our people, and they're also supporting the agricultural business sector. Mm-hmm. And I think um, it's, that really makes us proud at Growing Places that we can, we can benefit both and be the backbone to be able to do that work.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be back with more of the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast.
1: Why should your business be a member of the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce? It's actually quite simple. The Chamber is dedicated to protecting and promoting the local business community. Our primary goals? to advance the region, help business owners network and grow, and to advocate on behalf of the business community. Joining the chamber makes good business sense.
0: We invite you to join the nationally recognized North Central Massachusetts Chamber today. Call 978-353-7600 or visit northcentralmass.com. Welcome back, Travis and Kat here on the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. Today we're chatting with Ann Yeagle, who's joining us on the phone. She's the executive director of Growing Places in Leminster, but also serving all of the region's 27 cities and towns. And Ann, as you mentioned the word asset, I think that Growing Places location in Leominster uh, really does serve as an asset. And I've been fortunate enough to be able to go on a tour of your facility, of your location, and see all the different initiatives and programs you have there including you actually do some growing at Growing, growing Places. places. So you talk a little bit about what you have on site for people who haven't been there before?
2: Yeah, happy to. So as I said, Growing Places started with gardening. Um, those are our roots, as we say, right? <laughs> Sometimes with it when it comes to the food system. Um, but we we are at the Trustees of Reservations Property at the Doyle Conservation Center. And first, when you go um, next to the Boys and Girls Club over there in Lemonster, is a large community garden. So Growing Places actually supports the community garden in the fact that we're the ones who do the outreach to the community, make sure that the trustees know what's going on so they can do maintenance to the garden. We say, hey, this bed looks like it needs to be to be replaced this year and the trustees will make sure that that happens so we work really closely with them and really closely with the community on that partnership and there's over 50 raised beds and every year they're full over there which is fantastic and so people are growing their own food and then if you come across the way to our actual office area we have a tower farm where we have 20 aeroponic power gardens that are growing leafy greens or herbs throughout the year, which help to supplement that produce program. But we also work with Tech and help them get a freight farm. And Tech is growing leafy greens in their freight farm, which we then purchase um, from them, which provides a little income in order to support the home delivered produce program as well. And last but not least, if you know the Doyle conservation center and the layout, you go all the way towards the other end of the property from the gardens. There's the mansion, mm-hmm. and that is where our warehouse is. And so it's very unassuming. No one would ever know that within this little garage-looking thing that there are <laughs> walk-in refrigerators and a cool bot, which is uh, another kind of home-built walk-in refrigerator. That's how we started. Commercial refrigerators, three doors, um, shelving space, uh, stainless steel tables, three base sinks, <laughs> and that's where we do all of our packing and receiving and kind of the last cool thing that I don't know um, if you are aware of yet, but we are also building a food processing center in Gardner. So as our footprint is very large in North Central Mass and Gardner, like Lemonster, is very accessible off route 2. And one of the needs that we heard from our farmers and our consumers was that it's called the mid-tier, that middle part of the food system. Like I said, we needed to get the food from the... The farmers and get it to the consumers but many people don't have time as well as institutions to cut and chop beets and take butternut squash and peel it and cube it and seed it and then make a meal people are busy and institutions quite frankly don't have the money to pay people in order to create hundreds and hundreds of meals uh-huh. by peeling hundreds and hundreds of butternut squashes and so the processing center which is in Gardner um is going to lightly process produce, which means it's going to do the peeling of the squash. We have a squash peeling machine that seeds it and cores it, and then we have food processors that will cube it. We're going to be able to make um, homemade french fries for the schools that they'll be able to bake off, and they're going to be local potatoes that they'll get. We're going to be able to coin carrots for the schools and make carrot sticks. We're going to be able to make tomato sauce that's (laughs) HIP compliant that um, only has local produce in it and no other additives. So these are these are things that we are working on right now and developing the recipes for. And we expect the processing center to be uh, by January of 2024.
1: That's exciting.
0: So January of 2024, that's incredible. And as you talk about your involvement with the schools and you're gonna be able to supply them uh, with all this fantastic, fresh, locally grown produce, um, we're talking about people that want to become farmers, people that want to do the farming full time. But what happens as these established farms, even uh, the smaller ones, as those folks start to age out and retire, do we have a younger crop of individuals who are interested in farming and is growing places looking at kind of cultivating that next that next group?
2: That's a really thank you for that. So that is certainly something succession planning that needs to be thought about we have a lot of generational farmers as you're saying that are aging out Mm -hmm. the exciting part is that there is a group called the montezuza agricultural alliance and there are a group of farmers that is pivotal to this work in engaging the farmers and connecting them to what we call this program i've been talking about this initiative is called local food works in north central mass and so as we call it, MA, M-A-A, <laughs> the Montezuma the Agricultural Alliance, um, really helps to recruit new farmers. And a lot of them are young. A lot of these farmers are young. So right now we have older farmers mentoring newer farmers who are really excited to learn. Right now there's lots of policy changes around food uh-huh. regulations happening at the federal level that's trickling to the state. And we have our own rules that are um, starting to... Um, come to fruition and, and actually um, are active at this point. They've been coming down the pipeline and people are actually, farmers are starting to have to comply with them. They're the Food Safety Modernization Act. And um, it's really important that our younger farmers uh, get trained up properly so they can meet those standards because in order for growing places to purchase from those farmers, we need to make sure that they're following those regulations. So, um, you know, it's a system; it's complicated, right? And so, to make sure that that infrastructure exists to support the farmers is super important. And we have that. And the other thing that I want to give a shout out to is every region also has what's called a bi local, and the bi local organization um, in our region is called Central Mass Grown. They're located um, physically supporting the whole entire central Massachusetts region. So South County, Worcester and North County, they have a huge region to support. Um, And they also provide training and technical assistance to our farmers and they work with MA and they're part of local food works as well. So um, we do have a network of organizations who are helping farmers and they do a great job at it. Growing Places role is really, like I said, that mid tier of what was missing in our food system to really make it work.
0: And I don't want to be doom and gloom, but if we don't support that next generation of farmers and support these existing kind of micro businesses with all these different farms that are around, what kind of an impact would we see on the local economy and on our ability to source food here in the region?
2: Yeah, so I think the pandemic um, really shed light to that. Remember when there was no food on the grocery store Mm -hmm. shelves and I was able to call up our farmers? And very quickly get local food from them within the next day. We were out at the schools and the senior centers locations where people are at distributing the food the next day. We had lines of people who said that they couldn't get anything on the grocery store shelves. So supporting our system is pivotal now but also to strengthen it so we can support ourselves no matter what happens. I think a lot of crazy things are happening right now that we would have never anticipated or can't anticipate. And we need to be prepared this time. And by building our local food system, not only is it supporting us now, but it's preparing us for any type of disaster or in case something else happens where we are without a food supply. And that's very real. And I think everyone knows that and I don't want them to forget about it, but we also can't take it for granted because we can't expect the farmers to produce when there's no demand for it on a regular basis. And Mm -hmm. so if we don't support them, it goes away. And that has so many devastating effects to our communities to the individual farmers, of course, but also the land that they're on, they're protecting that land. They're saving our environment. Mm -hmm. They are putting resources into our land. They're working the land. This is um, key to having a healthy environment and making sure that we have green space instead of just building. And this is what makes North Central Mass the rich and beautiful region that it is and helps with agritourism, Driving people into our region to help drive the economy, so we are not that the individuals living here are not the only ones supporting our region. So we want to support our local farmers because not only does it benefit us, but it's a draw to other people outside the region, and we want them to come in and spend their money at North in North Central Mass.
1: You're absolutely right. We really do, and you know, we were talking um, just a minute ago about the older generational farmers who are mentoring part of the programming at growing places is geared towards children and introducing children to gardening and growing food. And that is really going to help sustain the next generation. Hopefully. Can you talk a little bit about the programs that you are running with, um, for that are hundred percent geared towards the kids in our region?
2: I would love to. So growing places, we know that we need to make sure that our next generation is educated and aware and capable. Like we said, succession planning with the farmers, and so we had started doing education with youth in schools with gardens because a lot of schools have gardens, and um, which is which is great. But don't forget that the growing season happens outside of the school year, right? Which makes it difficult. So that's when we started with the tower farming that you can do indoors because it's aeroponic. So we do education in the schools, after schools, with after school programs like the Boys and Girls Club, the Spanish American Center. And we also create value-added products with them. But I think the program that that is most near and dear to our part is we employ seven youth leaders and our youth, are the heart of our warehouse. They pack every bag that every single person gets every week with us. We are training them to work in the food system. They understand food safety. They understand where their food comes from and they drive our social media. So they're the ones who do our Instagram and our TikTok page and they're amazing at it. And they are (laughs) They constantly are developing content for it and putting it up. And so I want to drive people to our Growing Places Instagram page because it's our youth are completely doing it. And what they're doing is really fun and informative and entertaining. And um, and it's a way to start to understand a little bit about healthy eating and food and our food system. Uh, it's just a touch and a taste, um, but I think – that's the best way to see what the youth are doing at Growing Places.
1: I love that you're engaging the youth and that you have youth volunteers and exposing them to not only the food system and how to work within that but also that they're volunteering and they're getting a view of you know what a community needs to thrive and I think that's what a great pairing for you know for you to be able to have them there and so speaking of volunteers. I know that there's also volunteer opportunities for other people to um, come in. Can you talk a little bit about how the public might be able to help you?
2: Oh, yes, Kat. I would love to. (laughs) So (laughs) Growing Places, we, we are not a large organization. We sound like we have a lot of programs, which we do, but we have some really smart, dynamic people working for us who we've really built these systems over the years but we couldn't do it without volunteers. So we have with the youth, we have 25 staff or will um, by the time we complete this year um, with what our plan needs to be for the processing center to get that up and going but we have about 200 volunteers on an annual basis some are one-time volunteers that may help with a quick garden bed replacement or a build um, to mowing some of the community gardens but really what we need are recurring volunteers that come to our warehouse and help to pack those meals that we're talking about, those home-delivered produce bags, and also anyone who's interested in Um, helping to lightly process produce at the processing center, that's going to be a super fun job. It's going to be like a little lab. We have to do like water activity testing and pH testing to make sure that the produce is at um, a food safety standard that is safe for the public. Um, That's really important to us. And um, I think there's a lot of learning that's going to happen there too. We are really flexible If you want to volunteer for three hours, one day a week, that's fantastic. If you want to just home deliver a bin, we call it a bin worth of produce bags every week. We would love that as well, Um, you know, to the same 10 households every week and take an hour of your week to do that. And we also um, love businesses to help us do that. Um, because it's something that employees can participate in. It's simple, it's straightforward, and you do the same thing every single week.
0: So, Anna, as we're talking about volunteers and getting involved, I understand you have an event coming up later on this month in October uh, that people can learn more about the food system and then talk about the food system here in the region.
2: We do. It's called Building Bridges in our food system, and it's part of Local Food Works' annual partnership event that we have. We had the first one, a year ago and we talked about kind of launching the initiative so we're going to talk about where we are today i think it's really exciting to talk about kind of some of the data points but also then to hear from institutions who are doing this work hear from the chamber's executive director the community foundation's president and i see You federal credit unions, president, as well, about how important it is to invest in the food system and also hear from some of our farmers, as well as get to sample some of the products that we are starting to create at the processing center.
1: And that is amazing. I just want to say that I think today has been one of the most educational podcasts we have done. We've learned that there are over 200 farms in our region that Growing Places is hand-delivering 250 meal packages a week, that we have youth volunteers that are learning and helping sustain. And if anybody out there wants to volunteer, you should head over to, what's the website, Ann?
2: www.growingplaces.org. And can I add one more? Of course. That if institutions are interested in purchasing we have our online purchasing platform active and going and that is https colon backslash backslash lfw.localfoodmarketplace.com
1: so for everyone listening, please head over to those those websites, check out Growing Places, um, and uh, help and volunteer and help keep our communities healthy.
0: And support their farmers markets. And support the
1: farmers markets.
0: And thank you so much. It's always great chatting with you.
2: Ditto. Thank you so much. We really appreciate getting the word out.
0: and Yagle, the Executive Director of Growing Places. You can find them at their physical location at 325 Lindell Avenue in the Lemonster over at the Doyle Conservation Area. And again, thank you so much. And we'll be back with another episode of the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast next week. You've been listening to Inside North Central Massachusetts. This podcast is produced by the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce. For more information on this episode, links to other episodes, or if you have any questions, please visit northcentralmass.com.